This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. Raised an atheist on Long Island, she went to Yale, began writing, and became one of the more well-known atheist bloggers in the country. And then, in 2012, she converted. Everyone from CNN to EWTN announced it. But why? What made her believe in God? And further, What made her become Catholic? Why doesn't she tell you for herself? Here's my conversation with Leah Labrisco. Hi, Leah. Hi, thanks for having me on. Well, this is going to be fun. I've got a slew of questions here to ask (laughs) you. Because, you know, this is something I hear all the time from parents. My son, my daughter, uh, is now uh, an atheist. What do I say? What do I do? We'll get to that in a little bit. But I've got to find out, how does one become an atheist? Well, I started as one. Um, you're you're not um, defined primarily by not believing in life on Mars, but to me, not believing in God was kind of as simple and my baseline assumption as not expecting there to be life on Mars. So it was never a, a becoming thing for me. Hmm. Were your parents? My parents didn't believe in God. Okay. You know, okay. um, I didn't know anyone personally and seriously who believes in God, really, until I went to college. Um, and... It was it was felt like a a thing I would have had to add to myself, not something I had given up. It's just like a different world thinking about <laughs> it that, for me because I mean I I was so steeped in this ever since I was a kid. It was just a part of my life, you know. We ate dinner together, we went to church, we did this, we did this. But you you didn't even know Christians. I mean, you knew Christians, but you didn't even know that there were a ton of people that believed in this until you got to college and and you went to Yale. Well, that's that's where I met them. Right before then. You know, it's probably the case I knew some Christians, so my, my school was mostly secular Jews, but I didn't know any Christians in the context of their Christianity. Mm. So, you know, I know there was a Greek family on my block, so probably they were Orthodox, but it didn't occur to me, and it wasn't something I heard about. So mostly all the Christians I knew of were the kind of Christians who are on TV uh, explaining that hurricanes steer for New Orleans to punish people for Mardi Gras. Mm. So that, that's what Christianity was for me, primarily politicized, primarily explaining why people deserved something, mm-hmm. something bad. You like to argue, don't you? I do. Yeah, I can tell. You like to argue. And I'm sure you picked a few fights while you were at Yale. And that was a lot of fun because I got to Yale. I joined the Yale Political Union, which is a debating circle where you only argue things you actually think. It's not um, rhetoric-based debate. And suddenly I knew all these smart, interesting, weird people who were Christians. And so obviously I joined like their group and then wanted to argue with them all the time and started reading more books about Christianity because I noticed that my friends weren't as stupid as I thought they had to be. So, you, so saw, suddenly, you saw Christianity, mm-hmm. namely, as just something really stupid. It was just wishful thinking, as Richard Dawkins says, for people that are just scared of the dark. Sort of, yeah. And I well, I also thought it seemed to always point towards things that I knew to be untrue. You know, if I'm thinking about things like, you know, people not wanting evolution taught in public school or people saying atheists can't be good people. Now, if you mean atheists, you know, 
don't acknowledge what the source of morality is. If you can't have morality with atheism and you mean there's no metaphysical grounding of it. That's true. If you mean atheists can't love other people, can't care for other people, can't you know, sense the natural law, that's not only not true, it's heretical. Mm-hmm. But the latter one was the impression I got from Christians, and I knew that was false. When was the moment you realized there's a God? It was uh, after I'd graduated from college. I'd been arguing for a long time, reading for a long time. I got to the point where I thought Christianity wasn't, wasn't only not stupid, um, it was interesting and beautiful, but I just didn't think it was true. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I was sure was true was about morality, that morality was objective, like mathematics. It's something outside of humans, something we receive, something we perceive, but not something we make and not something we can alter. And I've been struggling for a bit outside, I thought, of some of my arguments about Christianity, about explaining just how it was I came to know this transcendent moral order. And it was during a, a long late-night conversation you know, that I realized that if I was kind of sure of several things that didn't go together, that there was no God, that morality was objective, that it was transcendent, that I had access to it, but that I didn't have access to it on my own, that there's no part of me that can reach up into the realm of the transcendent and pull morality down. I don't know. All... I don't know if people mm-hmm. understand the weight of of your conversion because I mean, you you were a very popular writer on atheist on the atheist uh, blogosphere. You you were mm-hmm. very well known. In fact, when you converted, CNN announced it, and so did EWTN. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I mean, what, what you can't get better press than a conversion for the Catholic <laughs> Church, huh? It was a weird. It was a weird day. I'll tell you that. I had taken the day off from work in case things were stressful, and I figured mostly I'd just sit around and read and eat ice cream, but then it was actually, like, very crazy um, with CNN. But, you know, I really, it's not that weird a story. It's happened since the beginning of the Church, and so this is, I'm, you know, so grateful to be part of work God's done since the beginning of the Church, where there's never been anyone of whom we could say it's implausible they would convert. We just have to look through the history of the Church to see how many completely implausible conversions have happened. Is there a belief that you still hold uh, as a Catholic that maybe didn't change, uh, that you still held as an atheist? Uh, one of them was, and I adopted this before I converted, was just um, disliking no-fault divorce. That while I was an atheist, this was one of the things that I did think the Church was right about before. I thought the Church was right more so is that if marriage is about families, if it's about making someone part of your family, um, you can't divorce your brother. You can separate from your brother if he's a really terrible brother, but then he's a really terrible brother, you know, not a really terrible ex-brother. Um, and that if marriage meant something, it was, to me, as an atheist, like partly about being willing to take on someone as your family forever with all the risks, you know, and blessings that that entails. So... I was I was much more skeptical, and I like the idea of what's called covenant marriage, where you try and find a way some of the rights we've come up with around marriage mm-hmm. um, to be able to say no, like this choice is different than a contract and different than a day to day promise. It's about changing who we are ontologically. So I would have said just as an act of will and not as a sacrament. Uh, how do you not evangelize an atheist? Uh, well, I think one thing is assuming you know what they already think. Their atheist is just defined by one, the absence of one belief in God. And then within that, there are all kinds of different atheists. So 
kind of looking for an off-the-shelf way to tell atheists why they're wrong is always a mistake because you don't know who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. I think it's better to ask someone to actually unfold to you and ask them to trust you because it's an intimate thing what their atheism is and where they find beauty and how they make moral decisions. And then as you ask those questions in good faith, wanting to know the answers, not waiting for a zinger you can toss in, mm-hmm. um, you have the chance to be able to you know, compare and contrast and say, you know, I, I completely agree, and here's why I come to that belief and what it has to do with religion, or, you know, here's, here's where I disagree with that. But it gives people also the chance to see the common ground you do have, because remember, we, we think everyone has access to the natural law. And one thing that's kind of reassuring is seeing what you do get to hold on to, as well as what you have to give up. It's one thing to believe in God and to make that jump, but it's another thing then to believe that the Catholic Church is the one true church. Was that well, simultaneous in your conversion? Yes, that was that was the much easier part, okay. because before I believed in God, I thought that if Christianity were true, it was probably Catholicism that was right about it. Mm-hmm. So once I had kind of the God part filled in, I knew where I was going. And, you know, and a lot of that's because of how seriously the Catholic Church takes its theology and doctrine, that lots of the things people complain about, oh, the Catholic Church is so bossy, oh, the Catholic Church, like, won't let other people take communion with them and just agree they all believe the same thing. Catholic Church won't say all Christians are basically the same and all basically good people. We're all things I really respected because, you know, I've got a lot of background in math and science. And when truth matters, you don't just say, well, let's get everyone into as big a tent as possible. You say, look, we're claiming different things here, you know, about, let's say, particle physics. Let's get on the same page and figure out which one's right. Um, And the Catholic Church took theology that seriously, and theology is even more serious than particle physics. What did your parents say when you told them you were converting? Well, my parents were surprised, but my parents are also, you know, smart, intellectually curious college professors, and although they think I'm wrong, and they think there are consequences to being wrong because they take ideas seriously, you know, they don't think asking me to give up uh, the skills and dispositions they taught me of following the truth fearlessly where it leads you would help. I could interview you for for hours, Leah. I'm just so interested in your story, as many are. Um, You you know, fascinating. You have a new book out. I don't even have time to talk about it. uh, I don't have it out yet. It's not out yet, but if people are interested, it's called Building the Benedict Option. It's about building Christian community. And they can sign up for information at bit.ly slash benopsnews. That's capital B, capital O, capital N. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, you can get the book Arriving at Amen, Seven Catholic Mm -hmm. Prayers That Even I Can Offer, that was published by Ave Maria Press in 2015. Uh, Leah, you're you're, you're doing such a great job. Your witness is so needed in the Church today. And uh, I really appreciate you making time for us at Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, thanks so much, and I'm so grateful for all the people who witnessed to me, you know, many of whom I've forgotten what they did because they were a small part of this relay chain, mm-hmm. but I know they made a difference. We're going to have you on again. Really appreciate thanks it. Thanks so much. God bless you. So there you have it, friends. Conversion stories are powerful, and sharing that story, Leah's story, with people in your life might be an easy way to get them thinking. Look, she graduated Yale. Lead with that. Thanks to Leah Labrisco, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting them to take part in the show. Visit our website, yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. I'm John Leonetti, signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. <laughs>